Oh, snap, snap, snap. The world is finally waking up to the crap that's baked into and sprayed on kibble dog food. No longer can commercial pet food manufacturers fool us with pretty pictures and false promises. This is the raw dog food truth. The view and opinions expressed on this podcast are not intended to replace medical advice. Before starting any raw diet, do research, ask lots of questions, and consult your vet. Well, good morning, Raw Feeders. I'm Dee Dee Mercer Moffat, the CEO of Raw Dog Food and Company, where your pet's health is our business and where friends don't let friends feed kibble. Well, we are starting off your week right, aren't we, Dr. Andy? We are starting the week off right, telling people the best way to help their pets stay healthy. Feed raw. Ah, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yes, yes. feed raw. That's the first thing is feed raw. Always. Uh, But let's, you know, last week, Dr. Andy, I said that we were going to come back to a subject this week because you and I may differ on on our thoughts. Now, I'm going to defer to you because you are the chiropractor, and I think you're going to know far more about this than I do, and I would like to get clear. So the question is this, do certain types of leashes or collars when used improperly, cause back pain, neck pain in your puppy dog? Absolutely. And the key word there was improperly. So everything's a tool. And in the proper hands, it all can be used properly. Everybody's using harnesses because we can't put collars on the necks anymore. Oh, we better not use prong. What about the electrics? Oh, this one only vibrates. What about the chokes? What? And on and on and on it goes. Remember last week I said that I knew a person who had a dog who, when I watched them train their dog, okay, they uh, had a collar around the neck. And they would yank, bam, bam, bam. Now. Just flat collar or was that a choke collar? You know, I don't remember. It has been many, many years ago. And, but the reason that I remember it so vividly was because it did seem uh, very aggressive. And this dog ended up paralyzed. Now. Let me let me also say this, Dr. Andy, that you know I have German Shepherds, and one of my German Shepherds is in Schutzen training. Okay, in Schutzen, you use a pinch collar. In Schutzen, you use e-collars. So um, in Schutzen, they're going to, as they train, it's going to look very aggressive, but it depends on who the trainer is, and our trainer It is not a, oh, that's aggressive. It is a boom. Let me redirect your focus back to me. Yeah. And it depends on the dog you're training. If your dog's out there going, this is awesome. Let's do this again. I want to learn this. And you're using those tools. You you are working with the dog properly. And that's my point of view. If you have a, if even if it's a German Shepherd, but they're on the softer side and they hate all of it, you need to not do that right? Like you also have to know what kind of dog you've got on your hands. Um, Now, collars. Flat collars have gotten a really bad rap, right? Because dogs like to pull on them and then they're going to pull on their neck and they can damage the thyroid. And that's all possibly true, okay? 
It truly is. Um, but dogs have also been walking on collars for a, probably about as long as they've been walking with us. <laughs> Maybe not on a leash. Uh, but if you have a dog that's not pulling and walks delightfully next to you, they can walk on a flat collar. Why not? If you have um, a dog that pulls just a little bit, or maybe when there's a squirrel and you do the martingales, which are those wider collars, I think the wider the collar, so you cover more area around the neck, around the neck, not a skinny little one, does that make sense? Instead of like a half inch, you have like a three inch collar. That's gonna disperse all of that pressure too. So you're gonna be better off with a wider collar if you're gonna go with a flat collar. It's gonna disperse that. Um, you can do martingales, which they are padded, like a lot of greyhounds wear those. And then they will cinch up when they pull a little bit as a reminder. Um, the only thing I don't like are those metal chokes. With the prongs? Um, no, the prongs are fine. Okay. Prongs do probably less damage because when you... Okay, people, I know I just got myself in a bunch of hot water with that. I know. No, we use prong. We use prong. Yeah, but your listeners don't. And then there's whole drives I've seen at shelters. Turn in your prong collar, get a harness. And next time you're in PetSmart, sneak over to the prong collar, put it around your arm and pull. And it'll pinch. It's really, it looks a lot worse than it is. But again, it's a tool. I was trained on how to use that properly with another collar. So if that breaks, I have backup. I, I know we're not popping him on it. We went to class and we learned how to use that tool properly. Um, so it's a tool. The actual metal chokes that don't have the prongs, those, you can see them just smushing that skin, squeezing that neck. I, 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 I don't like it. But I also have show dogs that come in on their little skinny leather ones, and they're up high on the neck, right mm -hmm. around the head, and they are trained to walk on that, and their owners know how to walk them on that. Again, it's a tool. The one thing I hate the the just the, the chain chokes, and I hate the gentle leader harnesses that go across the shoulders. Mm -hmm. I, I saw that the more, other day. More damage being done with harnesses than I do with anything else. Why? Why because do these they harnesses? Put them on, and they're cutting the shoulders. The strap will go right. It's hard to do this in audio, right? But it goes right across the shoulders and they do not have big armholes to do a full stride in the front. So if they're not full striding in the front, they're short stepping in the front, more weight goes in the rear. So I'm fixing lumbar spines and I'm fixing shoulders. Mm. And that dog is still pulling you every damn place it's going to pull you anyway. I saw that the other day. This was on, uh, when was this? This was just a couple of days ago. Where was I? Um, and I saw a big bully breed and the owner, the female owner did not have control of this dog. She and she, no, she didn't. And I, and I want to say, it doesn't matter what kind of harness you put on your dog. If you don't have verbal command and control over your dog what good is it i mean really because they do get very collar wise and i am not going to turn it into a training show because i'm not a trainer for pete's sake i'm not but, either but i will say this that 
we are in uh, a group where they have dogs there for the purpose that they're out of control dogs and they're biters or they bite other dogs or that sort of thing. So we see those dogs working, right? But these dogs, yeah, they do use these collars as a tool. However, the dog is being trained to listen to its owner, to, to be a, a verbal command. You want to have command over your dog verbally. I got to say, back in the day, I worked with a Schutzen group. I would go and do chiropractic. I loved working on those dogs. The, the Schutzen? Said, yeah, stand there. They stood there the whole time, right? They were awesome. I loved working on them. And I always joke that if I knew about this, um, the Schutzen long before I found out about it, my standard poodle would have loved to have learned to do that because he would have loved to like, really, I can bite them? <laughs> he would have loved it. He would have loved it. I just, I found out about it way too late in his life. But my standard poodle was very stable guy. But if you came in my car or in my house uninvited, oh my God. Everybody wanted to pet the cute fluffy poodle. I'm like, could you pet the Doberman? Cause he's a lot friendlier. No, the do the poodle, I was his job and he took it very, very seriously. And mm -mm, you were, but if I opened the door and said, come in, he was fine. He was awesome. He just came like that, but he would have loved to have been able to like, really, I can like bite him and it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you've had these poodles. Do you agree that poodles are one of the smartest of the breeds? Intelligent. They're intelligent. Yeah. But the kicker is that they really want you to be happy with their behavior too. So I, I find them a little easier in that fashion, but yeah, they're not for the faint of heart. I'm telling you what, I give a wide berth to the Dobies. <laughs> Everybody does. You know, Germans don't scare me, I think, cause I have them. Uh, but Dobies, our daughter had a Dobie and, uh, but yeah, they, they, uh, woo, who, yeah. uh, I was talking. I won't get another one. They're a little squirrely. Someone, uh, at, uh, the Schutzen class the other day had a Dobie and they said, these were the original protection dogs. Mm -hmm. The Dobermans were, uh, the original ones. Mm -hmm. All right. The harnesses, although the narrative is very different around that. The harnesses are the ones that you've had to um, fix a dog on more, more so than, than more a pinch so collar. More so than anything else. They're also the most popular. But the ones that cut across those shoulders that also work the best for the pulling. See, this is our problem. Because if you get a nice big harness with big armholes so they can do, you know, full strides, it doesn't, even if you clip it up front, it's going to pull to the side and kind of, you know, be jinky on one of the shoulders. Um, it's not going to prevent them from pulling as well. So, it, you know, I don't have an answer to the pulling except training and try some different tools. Try the gentle leader over the nose. Try the, the pinch of prong collar. Try just going to a, a thicker flat collar. You know, try some different tools with your animal. Just don't assume that you need a harness because everyone should put a dog in a harness. You put a pulling sled dog, a husky in a harness, you put one of those bully breeds in a harness, 
Um, they're gonna, they can actually get more power in all four limbs and drag your ass wherever it wants to go. Well, and a lot of people say that that causes them to pull more. Yes, it does. It does because they can like lean into it into their front and engage their rear. So I, I don't have a great answer on the pulling, but if you're, I took out a little dog out of this harness that was right over the limb, she could barely move it. And when she, she kept it on when she was running full bore in the dog park and she has it on all the time when they're hiking. And I'm like, okay, we need, if you want to use this here and there to go to the vet's office or whatever, that's one thing. If you're at the dog park, take the harness off keep a flat collar keep your tags on it you need a handle you know you need identification take the harness off so they can run full on get their limbs all moving take the harnesses off at the dog park please if you're not going to do anything else do that for me um and then maybe later in age you've always done the harness always done the harness and now they're nine try a flat collar they may just walk with you and you don't need to do that anymore. And we can maybe regain some of that motion in those joints that have been restricted. Well, and you know, a lot of people are like, I'm so against e-collars, but I'm going to tell you what, if you have trained your dog to walk beside you, right? Heel, right? Boom. Walk beside me. And, uh, you know, there's training where they, in a sit position, they don't move until you move a certain leg. Right leg, left leg. It means something to them. This way that that Lazi's trained. But here's the thing: you can put a uh, e collar on them without a leash, and if they decide that they're going to go rogue, and and you know uh, freelance as you call it, then you can give them a little tap. You don't have to put it up to you know shoot them to the moon. I'm just talking about give them a little tap that says uh, heel, right? Yep. And um, uh, so anyway, I mean, th there's a lot of things you could do, but, but can you collapse a trachea? Can you harm the trachea on these collars? Um, I would guess so. I'm definitely on those metal choke collars. Um, and okay. Don't even get me started on those damn flexi leads. Um, oh, those ones where they, the little string or the, yeah, the, and the handle and they, they run. Oh yeah. 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 And then you have dogs on those choke collars on that flexi. Yeah. You know, get it caught around a tree going full bore. I mean, all kinds of things. Um, my dogs walk on six foot leashes. Yeah. They have six feet. They know they have six feet. That's what we got. This is what we're doing. Um, I did. I was back in the day before I knew better. I had my that same standard poodle jacks on a gentle leader, which worked great for him. He wore that. Mo I still have his original gentle leader over the nose thing. Mm -hmm. He didn't mind that much. That worked great for him. I put that on a flexi. I about broke his neck a couple times because he just because he took ran off. and then. Yeah, it took off and, you know, and luckily I just let go of the leash, but then you have a whole nother problem. Then I have a rogue dog and, and onward and upward, but, um, I don't, I don't like flexies and, and I don't like the middle chokes and I'm trying to find a harness right now for Torchy because he's supposed to be on a harness, right? That's the narrative. I'm trying to buy into it. I can't find anything that I like that fits on him. Yeah. So he's walking on a flat collar folks. Torchy's a dachshund. Yeah, he's a dachshund. So I did see someone the other day, and it did concern me, um, where it wasn't a gentle leader, but it was sort of a, that design 
However, the dog cannot open its mouth to pant. So they had the actual soft muzzle on them, huh? Uh, it was a weird one. It didn't even look like, but the dog, it was a, a, a big brown lab and it was warm outside. Yeah. The dog could not open its mouth to pant. That is a problem. Um, if you need to walk your dog on a muzzle, which I have done, my Doberman, get a cage muzzle. Get the, if you need to, and you've probably seen them in Schutzen, the big Hannibal Lecter leather ones that strap over the head. I mean, it makes your dog, I mean, everyone crosses the street, man. No one's going to want to pet your dog. Um, I just have a simple one from PetSmart. They come in nice plastic ones that just snap around, but they can stick it in a bowl of water and drink and they can pan, they can open their mouths. Um, yes, you may have a dog where you are a lot calmer and they may be calmer in a muzzle and you don't have any altercations with another dog. I don't, I don't see a real problem with that as long as it is in what I call a cage muzzle where they can breathe and open and pant and get water. Those, if you soft muzzle them, that's not good. They cannot cool themselves. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it, it takes every bit of me not to not to butt in to people's lives. Now, would I, if I saw a dog in a car with windows rolled up, uh, in, in hot contact somebody? Absolutely. I would. Absolutely. I would. But there are some people that they'd just be like, shut up lady. None of your business. <laughs> you know, uh, I make it my business sometimes, but Tuesday, on Tuesday, make sure you go to Dr. Andy's World YouTube channel. It's Tuesday night. It's the raw Q&A. Uh, you can get there by going to YouTube and just put in Dr. Andy's A-N-D-I-S World. Um, I'm glad that we cleared that up about the leashes. I mean, it really does come down to knowing how to use your tool. Mm -hmm. It really does. That sounds weird, doesn't it? No, it, it did. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks so much for joining the podcast today. Remember, you can go over to animalmagiccare.com, sign up for a pet consult. Okay. If you want to know how to feed your dog, uh, you can do that with Dr. Andy or hit her YouTube channel on Tuesday night at 6 p.m. 6 p.m. That is Colorado time. So that's going to be mountain time. That's Dr. Andy's world. That's the YouTube channel. Just come and ask your questions. Um, and remember the first and foremost thing that you got to do, guys, you got to get your dog on a species appropriate diet. Okay. Let's get them off all the kibble. Let's get them off the crap. Let's get that inflammation down. Let's let them live the best life they can. We can help you. Just hit that I'm overwhelmed button right there on rawdogfoodandco.com. If you have any questions for Dr. Andy, just send them in. We will answer them next week right here on the Raw Dog Food Truth. Well, your pet's health is our business and we're friends don't let friends feed kibble we'll see you next week dr andy oh snap find out how you can start your dog on the road to health and longevity go to rawdogfoodandcompany.com where friends don't let friends feed kibble and where your pet's health is our business just snap with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.